What's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode number 24 of the Lunch Hour Sports Show. Kobe! Dude, we just hit, you know, I mean, you can't say two goats because I don't actually don't, I shouldn't start the show that way. The <laughs> fact that you kind of, we've used goat as a phrase now that's encompassing multiple people is kind of exactly the antithesis of what the goat should be. Right. There's only one goat. However, pushing against that is pretty cool. We went from Jordan to Kobe this week. So yeah. two of the two of the best to ever do it. We'll just put it like that. Um they're in the they're in the top ten. They're they're oh, up there. Out of, undoubtedly. Nice. Well, Dan, how's your weekend, dude? Pretty good. Pretty relaxing. Uh got got a hike in. Uh mm. caught up with some folks. Took in some basketball, you know. Pretty good. Excellent. How about you? That, that sounds marvelous, man. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a little wild. So, um, you know, insight into Jake's life out of this. I'm a, I'm a youth pastor, and so we had like a youth conference this past weekend. And so anybody that is familiar with the church world just knows that that's a short phrase for um, sleep deprivation, uh, but also still a lot of fun. And uh, a lot of good time spent with, with other folks in, in a worship setting. So it was good, but I, uh, I I'm in rec- I'm in recovery here, Dan. I'm, I'm catching up on some lost Z's, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, so all for good reason, but just just a little tired, just a little tired. We're making it. We're here, um, and uh, you know it was. We're here with some high enthusiasm. Well, I was a little more enthusiastic, um, given I had an early success with with my Premier League team, which unfortunately coincided with a little bit of a downside and failure for your uh, Premier League team. Yeah, it's okay. I didn't take it that hard. I mean, okay, because I mean it was it was kind of bad, Dan. I mean it it wasn't it wasn't shocking. It was, I mean, as expected. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're just not ready. Chelsea's not ready. We're, we're, we're right where we're supposed to be. I feel like, you know, sure, that's fine. The loss to that, so we lose to Liverpool, you, your club, on Wednesday, and then we lost to Wolverhampton yesterday. That one stung. That was bad. Yeah understandably um, that one's a little worse yeah liverpool four chelsea one it was kind of it was a lunch table divided it was uh i named it mm. el Ora de almuerzico oh that was yeah. just finesse dan just finesse finesse uh that's it's the hour of lunch and instead but lunch is almuerza but i added a eco on the end because of like el Clasico, you know so what does that do though uh, it changes the word because it's not a word. Um, <laughs> Almuerzico is not a word at all. Um, okay, I see. But, well, because I know, like, if you add ito or ita, it's like little something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Eco is just like classic, like, or maybe not ico, um, ito or ita. I, I think I put that incorrectly. My apologies. Um, oh wait, so you said eco is what? Oh, I was just joking. That wasn't real. Oh, okay. Yeah. My apology. It's okay. Liverpool killed Chelsea, and it was expected. And whatever. Okay. We just. Well, we, I really enjoyed the name you gave it. I just wanted you. to yeah. understand it. That's all. It's not to be understood. It's 
Well, now I understand it. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's ironic how that happens. Right? Isn't it funny? Um, yeah, well, if it makes you feel any better, um, we then did uh, turn around and have a stinker against Arsenal and uh, and lost there for the first time in a while. Um, yeah, Stan Kroenke's gunners are, are making a weird heel turn uh, towards the end of the season. They're, they're within striking distance of the table. Yeah, it's closer than I care for there, Dan. Um, I, I'm trying to track back. It's been a while. So the last loss for Liverpool was on the 30th of September, and that was to Tottenham, mm-hmm. which things have gone differently for them since. But at the time, uh, they were top of the table. Yeah, they were they were killing it early. So, I mean, you can't win them all, but it does stink to finally let one slip, and now... Man City sits just two points back. Well, Arsenal and Man City both two points back. So, you know. They're hanging around. You have to think about the alternatives, Dan. There's either my Reds or one of those two guys. So I think we can all gather around and agree on this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Nice. I'm cheering for your club. I would love to see, love to see old, old, the old sea captain uh, go out on top. Jeez, Holtjarkin. Yes. That would be marvelous. I don't know why that came out Irish. Um, but anyways, a little bit of EPL action. Baseball had a little fun headline over the weekend, and Corbin Burns now heading to Baltimore. Interesting. I love that move for the Orioles. I do too. They've got a sick, sick pitching staff now. Think about him with it's Bradish. Really I mean, they're, they're going to be deep too. Yeah, I'm having a hard time understanding what's going on in Milwaukee. I mean, I know that apathy council left. Okay, apathy, apathy. That's that's the that's the strap this yep. year. Mm-hmm. Hey, whatever. That's the whatever. hashtag. Yeah, hashtag apathy. hashtag apathy. <laughs> that's all the new. Like warm ups and such as that, just hashtag apathy, apathetic. Um, yeah, heading that way. Um, but yeah, dude, now I mean, Corbin Burns, there are Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, John Means. Um, John Means, sneaky stud starter. He's a, he's a no hitter guy, he's good. <laughs> he's yeah, and he's gonna be there, he's gonna be there three or four. That's crazy, yeah. What well, was um, a weakness for them last year now feels like they can rely on their pitching staff potentially. Guys are shaping up to to build on that. I mean, I think Orioles surprised us a little bit, and they're not wanting to go away. They want to no. stick around a while. I love it. I, I enjoyed this Orioles team last year, and I, I would love nothing more than to see them become more of a contender year in, year out. Oh, for sure. So, New ownership, too. That'll be interesting. Mm, yeah, that's probably going to be a, a big help. Um, I didn't realize they picked up Sam Hilliard. So, yeah, go O's. Stud Sam Hilliard. Dude, he was he lit the world on fire. I was, what a guy. I was pining for that guy in left field last year, but oh well. It's fine. Yeah. But more power to him there. So, great to the O's. Um, I think Willie Adamas is probably on the way out now, just a matter of where. Yeah. Um, we'd welcome him in Atlanta. Sure would. Saying. Sure would. So... Well, Dan, did you get to sit down and enjoy your Pro Bowl games? 
Uh, a little here and there, mostly on YouTube shorts. Um, <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest. Um, I think that's but, how they would prefer, not prefer you watch it. I think they'd rather watch the broadcast, but the fact that they have these little clips now that they can just pepper in there, it's probably good. Yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like that's the way this version of the Pro Bowl deserves to be um, consumed. It, it's just kind of like a, hey, the boys, dudes rock. The boys are chilling dudes <laughs> out <rock>. here. <laughs> and I, I kind of loved it. I saw clips of like the actual flag football game. It looked like fun. Um, there's been a big like revoicing of people wanting the Pro Bowl game back, like the full pad game back. <laughs> you took it away, which Everybody is just, hated it, and now they're like, "Oh, we want it back now." I was like, "Do y'all not remember two years? Every football fans must have CTE now because you don't remember two years ago how awful <laughs> this was and how much we all hated it, and now you want it back? Like, no." I like seeing these guys roll up in pit vipers and backwards visors and just like oh no even better ufu sandals and just like do just chilling and playing dodgeball and playing flag football it's playing awesome dodgeball. dudes rock the pro bowl's cool everyone else can shut up no we don't need to play a full padded game that's ridiculous we left that in covid era 2021 there's my rant Enough said. I have nothing to add. The Pro Bowl's sick now. I love it. That's great. You it's just it. Dudes Rock for a whole weekend. I think they should just rename it from the Pro Bowl games to Dudes Rock. Dudes Rock. <laughs> dudes Rock 25. That's right. Hey, you could brand it. It could happen. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Did I watch the broadcast? Heck no. <laughs> I did. I watched a little short as well. I think it was, was it Kyle Long? uh colt center or long snapper yeah um it, it did not go well he, he was a, he was a volume guy he was not very accurate Boy, he guy. was he was short enough throwing him back there and oh my gosh i guess he gave it his all i don't know but to see uh what's his name from alabama take that one on oh yeah yeah poor guy seth mclaughlin yeah yeah but he, he was one of those pipeline guys at ohio state but he was not as celebrated as the others <laughs> yeah like oh okay we sure well, we got him interesting yeah oh well nice well dan you want to go ahead and get into this thing and uh i think we we could send it your way with recapping the weekend a little bit a little bit of college basketball yeah, I've brought to the lunch table a smattering of college basketball treats. Uh, this was a big weekend. It always feels like college basketball picks this weekend. You know, there's no no big football games on. There's nothing else really happening in the sports calendar other than, like, the X games. I mean... I mean, that's pretty big, though, dude. I mean, come on. Not to the college, people who would watch college basketball, though. You know, I mean, there's a different target audience. But I guess, I mean. Big time college basketball on this weekend. We had four top ten matchups. It was the most in the history of any weekend in all of college basketball uh, ever. That was awesome. Um, we had a bunch of other ranked-on-ranked matchups. Had some interesting games going on. I'm just going to kind of whip around with some quick recaps. Um, biggest one of the weekend, UNC and Duke. And it felt like a North Carolina-Duke game of old. It felt big. It felt like it had meaning. Um, you know, we were missing that last year, year or so, um, since coach K retired, since Roy Williams retired, but this one definitely felt like it had the prestige. These were two top 10 teams playing really good basketball. North Carolina came out 
stuck to their half-court offense. They stuck to their athleticism. It felt like they just would kind of make a few passes, wait till lane opens up, and then one of their guys would capitalize. Um, Trimble came off the bench and had 10. Most of that was in the first half. In relief of R.J. Davis, who actually didn't play a lot in the first half, which was interesting to me. Um, Roach, Filipowski, they they were solid in the first half. Roach was hitting some shots out, out for three. Not enough to stay with US, uh, UNC's athleticism. They were just, you know, in transition. Um, quick cuts to the basket were just killing Duke all over. And Baycott was enough to kind of keep Filipowski, who had a big game. He scored over 20, uh, had a bunch of rebounds. I think he ended up with a double-double. Um, Baycott was just able, enough to match him, and that kind of neutralized them a little bit. Uh, Baycott and Ingram combined for 46 points. Harrison Ingram went off in that second half. And like I mentioned, R.J. Davis didn't play a lot in the first half. He was on the floor a lot in the second half. Didn't do a ton, though. It was almost like he he opened the floor up because they had to account for him, and then that just opened the door for Harrison Ingram to just get a bunch of shots off. Um, that He had a very big game. Um, he ended up with a double-double with 13 rebounds as well with his 21 points. Um, I, Baycott kind of ate Filipowski's lunch in the second half. He, <laughs> he was just... A little like mouse it. in the house. It's true to the brand. Yeah, man. Just kind of backing him up in the driveway and just uh, giving him what for. And it was enough for North Carolina to maintain a 10-point lead pretty much throughout the rest of the second half. And they won this one at home. This is the first of two meetings. But, uh, you know, Duke's an interesting team. They've won a lot of games, but they haven't won the games against some, like, some of these top 10 teams, some of the best of the best in the ACC and in out-of-conference Duke, I'm calling the next game against North Carolina the one they have at home later in the later this month. I think that's kind of a must win for Duke. I, I think they're going to continue to roll through a not so great ACC this year. I think if they're going to try and promote themselves as title contenders, I think you got to beat North Carolina. I think that's the the roadblock in the way. But uh, and uh, Filipowski better better go off if they do because I saw where. Armando hit him with the hit with the two small. Oh, he hit him with a two small, just, and then like a what do you call it when they come back in the in the musical? Uh, a reprise. He had a reprise too small in the middle of his yeah. too small, and just kept going on him. But yeah, um, and he it was warranted because he he made him just look like a like a little guy. He the was, way he posted up on him, he was killing him, dude. Uh, especially in the second half, he it, it just literally looked like a dad backing down a teenage kid in the, in the driveway. It was just, it was rough. Um, but yeah, that was the first of the four top 10 matchups. Next up with Kansas and Houston, Kansas won this one, 78, 65, um, prayers to LJ Cryer who shot 50% from three and had 24 points. He was awesome. And just had basically nothing to show for it because none of that Houston offense would help him out. Kansas jumped out to an early lead. Uh, they ran their half-court offense as well, kind of similar to North Carolina. But the big thing for them is they were feeding it to Dickerson. They were making some plays in transition, and that kind of gave them the early lead in the kind of midway through the first half. And then they just decided, hey, we're just going to go off from three. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> K.J. Adams and McCuller. And uh, and a few other guys were just were just insane from three in the first half and the first portion of the second half. 
four guys from Kansas scored over 10 points and three guys had over five rebounds. It was just a full team effort. And even like Hunter Dickinson didn't have like a massive day. I think he ended up with like 20 points because they just kept feeding him. But like he wasn't, the offense wasn't running through him. It was really running through McCullough. Um, the team was plus seven in defensive rebounds as well. They killed Houston in transition. They, they, their athleticism was on display. Houston did not have the horses to run with those guys. Kansas just kind of had them in a track meet, beating them up and down the floor. They were definitely feeding off the energy, you know, in the arena as well. Having that one at home was huge. Uh, but they, they were able to kind of just pace this. They had a 15 to 20 point lead for like 30 minutes of the game and just kind of held it intact. Um, Kansas definitely looked like the better team. They vaulted up into the top five today in the AP poll. That was huge. Um, so Kansas, I think, has kind of declared. They've been kind of here and there. Like they, They've won a bunch of games, but they've disappointed in some in some big matchups from time to time. I think that was their announcement of like, hey, we, we might be a problem. We might be a problem come March. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they historically have been. And oh, yeah. Houston just they keep seeming like they might be the real deal and then we, we see them to not be. So hate it for them, but I mean, you got to take care of your business and yeah, well, you know, all, all things aside, that's kind of what Kansas has been doing. So definitely it'll be interesting to see them square off again in Houston and, uh, and see how that one shakes out. If, if the home crowd was truly enough to vault Kansas overhead. Um, but yeah, uh, the home crowd was not enough in this next game because Tennessee went into Rupp Arena and beat Kentucky by double digits. That was just shocking to me. Um, not that this Tennessee team did it, because this Tennessee team's very good, but it's just crazy. Like five years ago, you wouldn't think, you know, you hear teams used to just go into Rupp Arena and just automatically lose. Like they they just mm. don't they you just don't go in there and win like this. Uh, I think Tennessee's officially a problem. I think they're officially a title contender. I think about this, Connect only had 16, and they still scored over 100 on the road in Rupp Arena. Wild. Zakai Ziegler, Josiah Jordan-James combined for 52 points. Sheesh. Like, talk about offensive production. 17 from 29 from the field. All their starters minus Connect shot just under 50% from three. That's ridiculous. They were just That's feeling a good way it. to win. Oh, yeah, dude. They were just feeling it. All the shots were falling. Tennessee was plus seven in free throws, plus five in assists, plus four in offensive rebounds. They really just killed them on that end of the floor, even though Kentucky like played a pretty good offensive game. That's a rough Tennessee defense to go in and score 92 points against, and they did it. It's just – I think about Dillingham. He had 35 off the bench as well. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he was – Reed Shepard had 16. Like the the formula was there. They were doing what they usually do on offense. But Kentucky, uh, they have a little bit of a defensive problem. Um, it showed up in their loss to South Carolina a couple weeks ago. It showed up in their loss against Florida earlier last week. And it, boy, did it show up here because that Tennessee offense doesn't always throw up 103. We'll just say <laughs> this Rick Barnes offense has struggled from time to time. And for them to just get the chiropractor appointment and come in and just get the net cracked and feel good and put up 103, I think that's officially a problem with this Kentucky team is the defense. It, they need to figure this out. They got a month. They got a month to figure this out. But, yeah, Tennessee, just a really impressive performance to go in and do that to Kentucky. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Well, um, you know, we looking at the just national rankings uh, in terms of statistics, like Kentucky's scoring offense, top three. I mean, they're only behind Alabama, Arizona. You know, they're averaging just under like, you know, 89 points a game. Uh, and then Tennessee falls a good ways on down there at 59th in the country. Yeah. Um, so it's like, well, we, we know who has <laughs> the offensive advantage here. Um, but yeah, Tennessee just kind of came out and found their own way to take over and let, and let their offense do its thing. Um, props to them. You know, they, they kind of beat them at their own game if you would. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see, does this carry into the last portion of the season for Tennessee? Are they able to do this some more against maybe some better defenses out there? If so, Tennessee might be looking at potentially being a favorite come March. I mean, if they're able to do this and still do what they normally do on defense, I know that was missing a little bit Saturday, but, I mean, when you score 103, that's (laughs) – you can have an off day a little bit defensively. Um, But, yeah, if they're able to continue this, if if these wins move their sales forward the rest of the season, yikes, Tennessee might be – might be an, a big issue come March. Yeah, it, I wanted to compare Kentucky's offensive rank to their defensive because, like you said, it's a bit of a problem here. Mm-hmm. And the reason I couldn't give those stats at the same time is because I had to keep scrolling and scrolling. Yeah, dude, they don't scrolling. register. They're they're bad defensively. They're bad. Three hundred and twenty ninth, and in points allowed, how many seventy eight point four? There's like three hundred and thirty schools playing college basketball. I'm pretty sure Division One. Three twenty nine out of three sixty two. Goodness, that's not good. <laughs> Tennessee's isn't that great. They're 64th, but oh, defense. It's a whole lot. Yeah, but and that's just in terms of you know opponents scores like average uh, or points average per game. But yeah, that's a that's a big difference. I don't give your offense is top three, but then your defense is way way down there. Um, I mean, you'll win some games, but. You'll lose, lose a few as well. You'll lose some, and they've been losing some lately. Um, I think that's like three out of their last four. So, Kentucky, come on, guys. Let's pick it up. They, they're a good team. They're a good team. We've seen it. But, uh, you know, they're going through a little bit of a slump here, especially on defense side. Uh, some other games, another ranked matchup, Baylor, uh, home game against Iowa State. This one was interesting because I, I mentioned before on the show that Baylor is just a team of like hoopers. They're, they just go out there and just kind of play ball, play play some street ball, um, just bouncing around who can hit shots. And they were hitting shots for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and then Iowa State, after being down 13, goes on a 19 to nothing run for the next mm. six minutes. <laughs> Yikes. Forces Baylor to have to win on a Jaden Nunn last-second shot that was definitely an offensive foul. I don't know how that didn't get called. The The defender was not in the charge circle. I, I don't know, but whatever. It's a point of emphasis for this year, but I don't know. A charge is still a charge sometimes, and that was – I don't know. But Baylor did win the game. Uh, Baylor, Baylor's just the wild card. They're, they're just the wild card this year, the Drew crew. They, you never know what you're gonna get when you when you play Baylor, and you got a little bit of everything in that ranked matchup Saturday. Um, by the way, their new arena is awesome. 
that new pavilion. Um, nice. Very cool. I that was the first game I had watched in in it. Um, I knew it was new for this year, but yeah, it was electric atmosphere. Well, uh, I was like, is Baylor a basketball school now? A little bit, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a good program, you know, past ten years or so. I mean, they've won a national championship. Yeah, and then they popped the off five, and won but... the Natty. Um, yeah, I think I think you'd call Baylor a basketball school. Hmm, I don't know how they feel about that, but here you are. I mean, I think they would be happy. I would think they would, most of them would probably agree. Um, well, you know, it's Texas. Texas play football in Texas. Um, Texas forever. Since. <laughs> You know what I hate about that show? You're going to get me on a Friday Night Lights rant now. You know what I hate about that show? That they're 16-year-old kids, but what's his name? Uh, Tim Riggins? Oh, yeah, that's Riggins, right? He has, like, 34-year-old problems. He wakes up alone in a home and and takes a swig of Jack Daniels and wonders how he's going to get the mortgage payment together. Like, this dude, and he's 16. And he still goes off on Friday night. Yeah. Plays fullback for the Panthers. I just I don't know. Oh we, man, we'll do a deep dive in the off season on Friday Night Lights. We know. we should break down the offense. I mean, one there's there's using a fullback, so that dates the show in and of itself. But yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Definitely bring the fullback back. That, that's what I want. Um, fullback back. Fullback back. Back 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 back. Uh, Central Florida <laughs> beat Oklahoma. <laughs> Um, Central Florida is kind of announcing a problem. They just kind of keep winning these games against ranked teams. And, and then I watched a little bit of UConn and St. John's. That was interesting. St. John's scrappy team. Uh, Patino's first year, UConn, you know, number one. UConn broke away late, but St. John's really challenged them for an interesting amount of time. This was one of uh, Donovan Klingon's first game back since his injury. Had some, had some impact. A uh, little bit of limited time, but had some impact. I think UConn... UConn not showing much of a slump like they did last year. Uh, I know they dropped a couple of games, uh, but definitely not like last year um, when they kind of disappeared for a month. Um, and then also the last top 10 matchup of the weekend yesterday, Purdue went to Wisconsin. I don't get the Wisconsin thing. I, I've watched this team and – I don't get I don't get the Wisconsin thing. That's all I'm going to say. I, they're ranked number six in the country. I can think of like 14 teams that could beat that team. I, I don't understand. Like, they're just like kind of good on defense. Chucky Hepburn is fast. He's not good. He's just fast. And then Max Klesmet is just throws up shots with a prayer half the time. And I don't know. I don't get Wisconsin. But they challenged Purdue and uh, took them to the wire. But Purdue was able to win I think by like seven at the end um Purdue played pretty well uh they had some it was an efficient game offensively for them uh Jones Braden Smith uh Fletcher Lawyer uh, that's kind of the recipe along with Edie um those guys on the outside and then they feed Edie when they can um also not not necessarily this game because I think Purdue just played well and beat a good team but the I think Wednesday or Thursday of last week, they played Northwestern. We have a problem. <laughs> we have a problem because <laughs> Northwestern problem went to the free throw line eight times. Do you know how, you know how many times Purdue went to the free throw line? Oh, I'm going to say less than eight. No. Oh, more? 46. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. 
This people don't these refs don't know how to call Zach Eady games sometimes. Like they just they just call yeah. everything. They just no call kidding. everything. Yeah, that's calling everything and some. <laughs> and some. Yeah. Like, oh, you looked at him wrong. Uh but yeah, Purdue rounding into form, but I wonder once they get outside the Big Ten, are they gonna get these that was the problem in the Fairleigh Dickinson game. Zach Eady wasn't getting calls he was used to getting. Um, and he's getting all the calls now. Um, so Purdue still number two. They've, their resume continues to build. They they just beat another top ten team. But I don't know, man. I, the, the Big Ten's not great, and, and they're struggling from time to time. I don't know. I, 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 I'm the Purdue, The Purdue-ness of Purdue – is starting to show itself once again here towards the end of the season. So uh, not easing their concerns. Yes. Um, yeah, I think Boilermaker fans out there are definitely worried. Like, are we going to exit early again? Um, it's worth, uh, it's worth cause for concern. For and sure. if you're not going to get, I mean, at this point they're, they'll, they'll get the one, a one seed, but Oh yeah. Definitely. If you, if you slip at all and then you don't, now you're, going in against some more top-notch competition. You know, I mean, the difference from the 1-16 to 16 to the 2-15 to 15 is not that big, but it's it shown be to if, be a different. I mean, it, it could be if <laughs> you get one of these. To, it could be if you get one of these Ivy League schools that can actually play, like Yale or Princeton. Like, th- those guys are good. Yeah. If you get matched up with one of those guys, you never know. You never know. I mean, we saw it last year with at least one of them. So, uh but yeah, that's that's my weekend review of college basketball action. We got some other good games. We got the iron, what do you call it? The the iron court, the iron iron barn, not the iron bowl. But I don't know. I don't know. Alabama and Auburn play for the second time this season. Uh, you know, some other good games like Illinois, Michigan State. Um, yeah, there, there's a few good ones out there. This will be an interesting week in college basketball. But yeah, this, yeah. this was the big. This was the epicenter weekend where we got a bunch of big time matchups and I think we learned some things. So yeah, there you go. your guys go to play North Carolina. So oh, I've, I've given, I've given up. I've given You're up. Done. Okay. I've given up. Clemson <laughs> basketball dead. Just this is dead to you. Okay. Dead. It's just like the Marlins back in the fall. <laughs> They're dead. They're dead. They're just dead. They're just dead. <laughs> okay. Well, if it makes you feel any better, my dogs did not ban out the way I was trying to hype them up to be either. So it happens, man. We can only get so much. We can't have everything. That's okay. Yeah. So nice. Well, Dan, thank you for the college basketball recap because this is all informing my decisions that I'll be making in not too long. March is not that far away. Mm-mm. So we'll be getting ready to watch some conference tourneys about this time next month. Right? So it's upon us. It mm-hmm. is nigh. It is nigh. You know what else is nigh? Oh, look at him. The soupy bowl. The soupy bowl, Big man. Big bowl of soup. Just, I mean, dumping out all the Campbells in here. That's right. Um, it's the big one. The Super Bowl. What? what oh, man, I don't even know what number this is. Super Bowl 50 58. What? 58. Super 58. Bowl 58. Um, so, yeah, this upcoming Sunday, the Chiefs, the Niners, square off in this year's Super Bowl. Um, coming into this thing, the Niners are just a slight favorite, you know, just a hair um, at minus two. 
which I, I think we would come into it agreeing that they would be the favorite. Yeah. Um, it's very slim, but they are still yet the favorite. And I mean, you have to take everything into account uh, that you've seen recently and the football they've been playing as of late. But many months or months or weeks even ago, we, we probably would have pegged the Niners as a much larger favorite. But oh, this is yeah. what Vegas gave us. Yeah. So they, this is what we get. They know that the Chiefs are just harbingers of death. <laughs> I think that's the exact phrase that they used. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, slight favorite, but still a favorite nonetheless. Um, just a few things of note when it comes to injuries. Uh, Joe Thune, am I saying that right? I'm probably not. I don't, uh, I don't watch it enough. Thune. Yeah. Oh, me. You're, like, uh, I love okay, do you remember uh, a wide receiver from Wisconsin about 15 years ago named Nick Toon? I do not remember this. Okay, well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's okay. I see where you were going. Yeah, so... He was, um, awesome. He was awesome. That's Well, he should be. His name's Nick Toon. Yeah, he, he mean, was Russell Wilson's favorite target. Rightfully so. Yeah, Nick Toon. Um, yeah. Russell Wilson, big Nickelodeon guy. Yeah, of course. So, uh, but he is out. Sky more questionable with a knee. Um, you go to the Niners; they're doing slightly better. George Kittle has a toe issue, but he he's likely to play. I mean, he he's playing in this game. Oh, he's definitely going to play. I just wonder how limited he might be. But I mean, I think he'll be probably ready to go. Yeah. Oh no. He he is. I don't know if anyone is more hyped up for this game than George Kittle. Oh no. I don't know I mean, if anyone's more hyped up for life than George Kittle. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, Debo Samuel dealing with a knee issue, but you know, he, he's definite. It's just like you're saying, kind of one of those things to monitor and, uh, and just be aware of it as the game goes on. Um, but Dan, let, let's kind of break this thing down here a little bit. What are you liking when it comes to either team? You know, I mean, both some of the best that we have seen, throughout this year, throughout the past few years. Um, Vegas is telling us pretty straight up, this looks to be a pretty close matchup. Mm -hmm. I like where the Niners are at health-wise right now, a little, slightly more. Um, I like, I I don't know, maybe it's just dumb dude brain, but like, if you just think of like guys, guys that you can name, I'm doing my best, like Shane Gillis impression when I do that. Like guys, like guys. Uh, yeah, you guys, you can't see Dan's hands, yeah. but it's it's making. Yeah. It. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like you just you just rattle off the names on on the Niners, and and you you can just go for forever. Like George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I guess you you can throw Brock Purdy in there. Some people won't like that. Uh, you know, McCaffrey, uh, and you Fred Warner. Uh, Nick Bosa, you can just kind of go forever. You can go forever, mm -hmm. and you kind of can't do that with the Chiefs, but you know you can go forever on their resume over the past few years at the same time, over games they're able to win and ways they're able to win. Um, so to me, that's kind of the clash here is that I definitely think there's a more talented team, but there's also a much more veteran team at things like this, like winning big-time games, winning playoff games. As far as how they've performed this season, 
Uh, the Niners rank first in yards per attempt at 9.3. That's first in the NFL. Third in rushing touchdowns at 27. They're, they're second in the NFL at fourth down conversions, which I thought was interesting uh, based off who they just beat. They're third in completion percentage, which makes sense uh, with you know the way they use Brock Purdy. They're third in the league in rushing yards, fourth in yards per carry at 4.8, which is crazy. That's a crazy number. Mm-hmm. Um, Feed the man. Here's the interesting part, though. The Chiefs did not rank in the top 10 for any of those offensive stats. Mm. Not a single one are they in the top 10 on. The Chiefs' defense ranked pretty high in a lot of places, though. Third in uh, yards per pass allowed at six. Fourth in passing yards allowed per game. Seventh in rushing touchdowns allowed. The Niners ranked third in yards uh, rushing yards per attempt. Fourth in rushing touchdowns allowed, so a little bit similar. Um, the Chiefs ranked second in total team defense. The Niners were eighth, which I think is interesting. The, the Chiefs really relying on that defense this year. Yeah, for sure. Quick comparison on strength of schedule, which I thought might, you know, we don't look at strength of schedule a ton in the NFL, but different ends of the spectrum here. Uh, Niners ranked fourth this season in strength of schedule, and they went 12 and five. The Chiefs ranked 28th in strength of schedule, and they had one fewer win. And I want to throw out there that the Niners played three games without, like, speaking of guys, like they played three games without half their guys. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, the Niners are more proven this year, but the Chiefs is the Chiefs. And this is just going to be a matchup of this new, I don't know if we can call them a dynasty quite yet in the Chiefs. If they win this one, I think that kind of cements it. Like, they are the new dynasty of the NFL versus the Mr. Irrelevant storyline versus the very talented team versus Kyle Shanahan trying to redeem himself from some shortcomings in in stages like this. Um very interesting storylines coming into this. What do you think? What do you think, Jake? Who do you like? You know, um, I think the biggest question we're not answering is, is will Taylor be there? Um, if she is, mm-hmm. Travis is going to go off. They win this game by 20 uh, at a minimum. Easy, you know. Easy. But no. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's super interesting because, I mean, Coming into this, both teams, very talented, but they've each had to kind of crawl or like, you know, like scratch and claw their way back at different points, right? You know, like it hasn't always just been given to them. So it's hard to say like one is more resilient than the other or one is just blowing teams out of the water. Um, Chiefs have probably been a little bit more on that dominant side of not having as many question marks with their wins. But the 49ers, because I'm such a college football guy, they're making me think of Washington. I'm like, they should have lost. They should not be here. Mm-hmm. But they just keep on two two games finding in a row, ways to win. Really, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's tough to look and say, man, if the Chiefs get behind Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all that, they can come back and win it. But I'm like, the 49ers have been behind, and they've come back and won it when it seemed like all hope was lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was oh, no yeah. chance. Um, so it, both are, both are well suited coming into this game. And I, I don't know that we're going to be sitting in the third quarter and having a large point differential and have either way, you know, the game has been decided, you know, I think this one's going to be close. I think, uh, 
there's potential for one a shootout type deal, you know, come down to it last one with the ball to win. If it does come down to that, though, I would probably rely or lean more towards the Chiefs just because of Patrick Mahomes being over there. Um, but you know what, Dan? I, I'm I'm kind of over it. I mentioned last week my frustrations with the Chiefs, and I know they love to be the villain, and the fact that they're the underdog is just it's just great for them. Um, they're loving it, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but I'm just kind of tired of it. I understand Purdy versus Mahomes. It's Mahomes all day, but man, just... It seems like such a foregone conclusion from most of the the media out there that it's like, ah, this is Chiefs. Like, it's Chiefs. Who's their quarterback? Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, the Chiefs. Chiefs all day. Chiefs all day. Um, Man, I just, I refuse to believe it. That could just be total bias against the Chiefs in that way, but I, I think the 49ers have, have been a proven team throughout all season. Like you talked about, they went through injuries and still were one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, we've seen the Chiefs slip up. We've seen them not look great. And I, I don't feel like it's just such a given that they're entitled to win this game. And I like the 49ers uh, in this one. If anything, just for the anti-Chiefs uh, you know, rhetoric. But... I really like the team, and I, th- I think you you listed the guys. You can go on and on. They're well-built for this. They're a gritty team, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I it's not much to say. I know it'll probably be pretty storybook if, if Kelsey is planning to retire for them to go and win and this be the last one. But as the not-NFL expert, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to give you a whole lot of expert analysis but I just kind of want the 49ers to win. And I think that they can. I think they're built for it. They've shown they can come back and win one if need be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's just going to kind of be up to them controlling this game as well as they can. And if it does come down to a close game late, even if they're behind, you know, running down that clock, keeping the ball in their own hands, because if you turn it back or, you know, turn it over or you give it back over even after a score. Uh, late, that's where problems are going to come in. Yeah. I agree. Uh, like 10,000-fold. Uh, I'm all in on the 49ers. And I I get I get frustrated hearing people just boil this down to, oh, uh, what team has Mahomes? Uh, what team mm-hmm. has Brock Purdy? Oh, duh, we're going Mahomes. It's not – it's a little more complex than that. It's, it's – and yeah. if you want to play that comparison game, then, I mean, we just read you the team offense stats. I don't care who the quarterback is, Team A or Team B, the Niners have a way better offense proven throughout the year than the, than the Kansas City Chiefs do. They just – I don't care who's playing quarterback for who. Comparing Mahomes and Purdy is kind of – it's it's apples and oranges. They're doing two very different things. Um, part of me, once we got the results of the championship games – a couple weeks ago was like, man, I'm just tired of picking against Mahomes. <laughs> like, I don't want to pick against Mahomes again and be left in the dust. But I don't know, man. There's just too many guys on that Niners team that 
that feel like they should not go in, they should not end their careers without a Super Bowl. Like a Fred Warner or or a Debo Samuel or guys like that that just like those guys deserve to win a Super Bowl. And a lot of those guys on the Niners were on the team that lost to the Chiefs. They have not forgotten that in the slightest. I I just the Niners are better all around to me. And they're and they're if they get behind, that's fine. I think they can, I think they've proven, like you said, they can they can get back in this thing. And honestly, weirdly, if it is a close game at the end, I almost like I almost like the Niners more because they mm, can do okay. more. I, I think they can do more. They can run they can run the ball, they can keep it close. They've they've got guys they can just run a tunnel screen to and just dump a ball off to and get 15 quick yards. Like they, Yeah. They can just do more. And I kind of wonder if the game is close, do the Chiefs have to go into Patrick Mahomes save us mode? Like a lot of the teams that the Chiefs have been playing have done in the past few weeks. The Niners don't have to do that. They can just go Niners offense save us. <laughs> mm, sure. And let, let's pick our poison on who we want to get the ball to. And I don't know. I just I kind of boil this down to who's got the better offense. It's clearly San Francisco. Who's got the better defense? It's the Chiefs, but it's not by much. It's not sure. by much. And I, I'm kind of thinking like, Patrick Mahomes really is only the differentiating factor of like, well, you, well, the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey. Well, like George Kittle's kind of like Travis Kelsey level. Like he can do what he does. Um, you know, the Chiefs have a solid running game. Well, the Niners running game blows the Chiefs out of the water. Chiefs have a good pass rush. Have you seen the guys that the Niners have up front? Like they got some dudes too. Um, and it really comes down to like the the Niners don't have a Patrick Mahomes. And part of me is like, yeah, but when's the last time you saw Patrick Mahomes since that Niners Super Bowl? When's the last time you saw Patrick Mahomes just completely take over a game, like video game stuff? Like he really hasn't done that. It's just been eking out for the Chiefs since then. Um, so I don't know, man, I, part of me was, was like, yeah, I can't go against the Chiefs storyline, but then I'm thinking like, don't overthink this. Like the Niners are just better. They're just a better all around football team. So yeah, I'm going to be on, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be on Sam Fran. Come on in. The water's fine. Yes. Ready for it. Everywhere you look everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Go ahead, Dan. I don't actually know the words. I I think I do, but I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belt belt it out on this podcast. But I appreciate that you were alluding to San Francisco in that way. So, of course, um, yeah, man, I, I love everything you said. You, even down, I, I was enjoying you kind of break down the position groups there because, like, yeah, you don't have Mahomes. But it's like take it as a whole. Yeah, with with running backs, with tight ends. I mean, wide receivers. I think San Francisco is good in wide receivers too. Like in that department, I es think especially if the the factor too. If Sky Moore doesn't play, that's just another element you're taking away from that offense is already struggling. And the Niners, they have so many elements. Like, yeah, dude, I, it's just at every level. And I, I think the Niners secondary might struggle with Mahomes a little, but at the same time, like they can kind of just man up if they need to uh because there's like you you got to worry about Travis Kelsey and you've got to maybe worry about MVS like who else is going to beat you they're they yeah. they've 
they've hidden Kadarius Tony in a wine cellar somewhere <laughs> and we'll just not let him out. Like they're just, I don't know, man. I, that I, was wild. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was <laughs> He's like, weird, I heard. Oh my goodness. And it was just a dark screen. He's just speaking, yeah. in, speaking into the void. Oh, that was really weird. Um, I don't know. Maybe he like rushes the field. Like he comes out of the locker room. He's like on the sideline, just charges onto the field. And and like, what if he's in, to what, if he, what if he's a niner? Oh, wow. Plot twist. I don't think the Niners want to. Well, that's the good thing. They, they couldn't, that. they couldn't put him on the field. There's too many guys in front of him. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like our receiving course too deep. Kadarius. Sorry, man. No, what happens is he gets out on the field. He's on the sideline for the Chiefs, never plays. But as soon as the game's over, he, like, goes over jersey swaps and, like, just puts on a 49ers uniform and then just proceeds to go and, like, tackle Patrick Mahomes. So this brings up an interesting theory, and I guess this can kind of lead into dessert just slightly because I've been thinking about this ever since I was a young boy, a young lad. Um I feel like when a sports team vanquishes another team in the playoffs, as they move into the next round, I feel like they should be able to choose one player off the team they just beat. Have you ever thought you about this? To, I, you just you collect players. Yeah, as you, you just win. Ta- you just take them with you, <laughs> and then like doesn't matter what their contract is by next season. It's just they're free agents. Like they just... that would be very interesting. I would love that. You can either go Would best. Brock Purdy be playing if that were the game? So, okay. Like, would he? If they just beat the Lions, here's the thing. You could go you could go best available or you could go team need. And like they could grab like uh they could grab Gardner Johnson. Uh they could grab like a like a guy in the secondary or something like that, or they could just, you know, I don't know, get David Montgomery as a third down back, but like I don't know. Maybe you take Jared Goff, bring him home, Cali. But then, who do the so. Chiefs have? The Chiefs have Lamar Jackson and just use him as another wide receiver. <laughs> just honestly, <laughs> like, might as well. It would help him the most there. So. Yeah. We'll see. Man, that would be we'll, wild um, for baseball. You just collect like relievers. Oh, dude, <laughs> yes, relievers all day. Sick. Yeah, let, let's sweeten it up with a little bit of dessert here uh, to round it out, um, which will be fitting because many will hopefully be enjoying some nice desserts if you hit any kind of get-togethers for the Super Bowl. Um, and hopefully it's, uh, it all goes sweetly for the team that you choose. But damn, for dessert, we're going to try the Immaculate Grid here together. All right. Uh, Angels, Padres. I'm thinking Hunter Renfro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, AKA Mike Trout. Yeah, Mike Trout. Look second. at him. Look at the guy. Look at that. Uh, okay, Yankees, Padres. Although that won't count yet until Soto yet. gets there. Padres, um, Braves. Um, Brad Hand. Let's do it. Just answer is always Brad Hand. <laughs> if you have anyone in the National League, Brad Hand is the answer. Nice. All right, Padres, Yankees. Yankees. Um, did um, Gary Sanchez not play yeah, for them like yes, one game he did. last year? Gary Sanchez played for the Padres last season. Yep. Come on. Come on, nice. Gary. 
Oh um, yeah, the rarities can be good here. Yeah, the rarities looking nice. Uh, twenty. Let's do the twenty plus win column. All right. Well, the Braves just have your pick. I mean, Tom. Tom. I know Tom Glavin had it. Yeah, you got your options there. Yeah. Uh, what a dorky picture, Tom. <laughs> he had to he do it like to him. Looks like he's stoned. Uh, <laughs> Pet it. Poor Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Uh oh. How do I spill it? Oh, there, there it is. Go. Sweet. Decent. Yeah. Um, Angels 20 plus. I mean, Shohei. Jared Weaver. I don't know if Shohei got 20 wins. Did Jared Weaver? Jared Weaver? I'm pretty sure Jared Weaver had. I think he's with a T. Jarrett. Uh, I'm trusting you on this one, Dan. I know it's with the E already. That's it. I think he did, man. The only other thoughts that I have, I mean, Shohei, I don't know if he won 20-plus, though, because he would never have the run support. Um, Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Let's go. Nice. Come yes. on, Dan. Okay. 30-plus saves. I don't know if Ronaldo Lopez had 30 last year. The guy's a stud. I mean, you can go ahead and do the Yankees if you want. I mean... I mean, I was just going to go ahead and do the Sandman, unless we want to try it. I mean, I don't know who else. I can't think of another Yankee that... I wouldn't want to fool with it and yeah. lose it. Rarity be darned. Let's yeah, take it. I mean, that's okay. Um, Kinley? Did he? Yeah, Ken, no, yeah, he, he, I promise, yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, he was like only one save behind Class A oh, wow. a couple years ago, I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah, he's good. Angels. Um, I know Ronaldo Lopez was the closer last year. Um, Rysel? I don't know. Oh, I don't know if he had 20, though. That's a lot, and he wasn't there for very long. No, so. no. That one makes me nervous. Who else? I'm trying to think. I don't, I'm just trying to think of closers. Yeah. On the um, Angels. I'm probably missing somebody. Ronaldo Lopez is my only guess right now, but I don't know that he got 30-plus last year. Oh, no. I, 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 no? I don't know. But I also can't think of anyone else. That's the only reason I'm here is I can't think of anyone. Yeah, I can't either. Do you know of any other Angels relievers, closers? I'm not, I'm not staying up late to watch Anaheim Angel baseball. <laughs> so no. Finish yeah. up the ninth, top of the ninth. Um it's hard enough to watch. Yeah. Even in the day hours. Ronaldo. I'm, I'm It's him or Rysel. That's the only ones I have. <laughs> Both are now Braves. So <laughs> I know I'm fairly certain Ronaldo was the closer all year last year. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hit I'm it. Trust send you. it. You send trusted it. me with Jerry Weaver. Full send. Oh no. no. Francisco Rodriguez wasn't wasn't gonna get there i want to was see. not gonna get there i want to see who these were rysel iglesias oh my dang it jake i'm sorry dan it's okay i'm sorry still had a i saw him run. i saw him pitch in person last year and i was hooked and so that really really did me in i apologize it's okay it's okay you know I'll, I'll give you a 2% rarity for Brad Hand, but the, I, I, I'm not going to give you a 30-plus save closer. In California. 
That's all right. It was a pretty good run. It was a pretty good run. We'll try again another time. We will. It is quite unsatisfying, though, to just that to one see missing one gap one. there. Hmm. Darn. Well, it is what it is, you know? It's what they say. That's how the cookie <laughs> crumbles, dude. Yeah, it, it did crumble. Mm-hmm. It, it did crumble. Which, ironically, though, crumble cookies are great. So, still um, never have one. Not a sponsor, but dude, if, if crumble cookie, and if you're, and you guys are listening out there, you want to sponsor the dessert segment of the lunch hour every week, I think we could really work well together. I'm just throwing it out there. You don't seem too thrilled, Dan. I've just never had it. And I just, it seems like the white girl dessert place. So I don't know. You're putting off a lot of white girl energy right now. You you have to have a crumble cookie, dude. It's just, you'll, you'll get it then. That's what they, that's what they all say. And you have to listen to Taylor Swift and you have to have a Stanley cup. I mean, just no Stanley's are out now. They're out. Yeah. Lead. There's lead in them. Oh gosh. You sound like such a white girl. Okay, well, sorry. apologies, I am married I'm to sorry. one, so I'm familiar with the happenings. I can't tell you much other than that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just telling you the news, man. I this appreciate is it. what happens. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm going to keep drinking out of my Turvis. I don't think you turvis. do. I'm going to keep drinking out of my Turvis, man. That thing's probably got BPA in it no, for days. I don't man. know what BPA stands for. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean... I also sometimes live dangerous, you know, nonetheless. Well, Dan, it's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. We'll have some fun things to talk about next week. We'll have a Super Bowl champion to review, and that'll be exciting. I just really hope that we don't have to talk about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelty winning a Super Bowl and the outpour of uh, the Taylor Swift fiasco. Um, I still don't. I haven't looked up since we talked last if she's actually going to be there. Um, yeah, I haven't either. I mean, I'm not. I'm not that concerned, but you seem pretty concerned. <laughs> you seem pretty concerned. I mean, it's like the third time you brought it up. <laughs> I mean, so maybe I am. Okay, maybe you are. Maybe, maybe I'm you are. Maybe concerned. you want a crumble cookie, and and you're not going to buy a Stanley Cup now. I mean, <laughs> I feel a little attacked tonight, Dan. It's okay. I'll I think stop. you're really taking this whole. Ronaldo Lopez thing to heart. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. It's okay. All right, dude. You were in control of the machine here. I was trying to trust you. I was trying to trust you. I didn't trust myself, Dan. (laughs) But it's fine. It's fine. It happens. It happens to the best of us. And uh, that's just how it goes. I'm not going to talk about cookies anymore. Goodness gracious. Well... That may have been a little anticlimactic, Dan. However, the next bit of information will be anything but. We've got something exciting that we have been working on for a few weeks that is now officially ready to be put out into the open. And so we appreciate uh, our listenership here at the Lunch Hour Sports Show. And you guys that have followed liked the podcast, reviewed, and all those different things. And we would love for you guys to be able to enjoy this with your friends um, and invite some new folks in to be able to hear what we're doing on the podcast and just have, you know, that relatable sports talk. We're not experts, clearly. That has been very well evidenced tonight. Oh, <laughs> However, yes. um, 
we're two guys who enjoy sports and just love to talk uh, all things sport and just keep it pretty chill and relaxed, just like you may be with any of your friends out there. And so we've got a little giveaway that we want to do. So lunch is going to be on us. This is going to be on our social media channels out there. And the way this is going to work, you will go either to Facebook, Lunch Hour, The Lunch Hour Sports Show, or on Instagram, at Lunch Hour Sports. And there's going to be a post out there with a wonderful little dinner plate that says lunch is on us. So what you're going to want to make sure that you're doing is that you are following us on that social media channel, Facebook or Instagram, that you comment on that post and you tag a friend in that comment. And once you do that, you will be entered to win a $35 gift card for Uber Eats and let us cover your next lunch hour. Pretty exciting, if I say so myself. That's a big deal, yeah. That's a a good lunch, too. Oh, yeah, you can get some some good... You can get a lot of Chick-fil-A. You can get some good sandwiches. You can get... You can get a lot for 35 for a couple of folks. Chipotle? I mean, um, you can't. You got a problem with Chipotle too, man? I am, I, is, 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 am I offending you with You just are, my, man. You're just everything. Everything tonight, man. Just From the Taylor Swift to the Crumble Cookie to the Stanley Cup, now Chipotle. You just yeah. have a problem with the things that I'm putting out there. It's okay. The it's fine. It's fine. We don't have to. Doesn't, doesn't seem fine, Dan. Off-season, um, off-season topic. Regardless, you could or you could not eat Chipotle. Shoot, you can go eat Waffle House if you want to. That'll get you at least three all-star specials. That's the smartest thing you've said tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Glad I could redeem myself. Yes, well done. Actually, you probably won't be able to get Waffle House because I don't think Waffle House does Uber Eats. Oh, I think they do. I think they do, Do actually. Yeah. That would be great. I ordered move. Waffle House online for the first time a couple weeks ago. I was shocked that that was available. But I was about to say that's a thing. It is a thing, and it works great. They actually had the order ready? Oh, yeah. Right on time, perfectly. I, I even added mushrooms to my, my hash brown bowl, and they, and they did it perfectly. I could just see you walking in and being like, I have an online order, and somebody just smacks you across the face. No. Like, you had a What? We don't was, do that here. It was a very pleasant experience. Maybe you can do it with okay. this Uber Eats card that you win. Yeah, exactly. So you want to be in the running. Um, make sure you're following us. Comment and tag a friend there. You'll be entered in for the chance to win that $35 gift card for lunch on us here at the Lunch Hour Sports Show. So we'll let this thing run here until we've decided President's Day because that felt festive. So February the 19th will be the cutoff on your ability to participate in the giveaway. Comment your um, favorite president, too. Let's just go ahead and get that started. That'll be very uncontroversial. It has to be one of the previous three. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only rule. Exactly. And and while you're at it, just go ahead and tell us the number one issue for you in the upcoming election year here. Tell us who you're voting for in the primaries. Just Exactly. Oh, well, this has gone south now. Um, <laughs> so much for this giveaway. I showed um, violence at the end of this. You really did. Yeah. You came after me and now the American people. That's so, right. That's um, right. Who's really in the wrong here, Dan? 
Let's think about it. But make sure that you uh, are following us on social. The Lunch Hour Sports Show on Facebook, Lunch Hour Sports on Instagram. That's where the giveaway is going to be. Uh, so you've got a couple weeks here to be able to go and get entered. And your friends can also participate. Make sure that they follow, tag a friend, and um, be able to go out and have the opportunity to get lunch on us. Um, you know, you guys can gather together as a group of friends and do this collectively. So you have the understanding that, hey, if you win, half the gift card is mine. You guys can pull together and really make a concerted effort. Yeah. You know, you could go get tacos together and at any establishment you want. I won't name names. You, you could feed could a lot there. of people, though. Yes. You feed a lot exactly. of people at a certain taco establishment. Exactly. At a certain taco establishment. Just but go ahead and ring on that together, bell. And, uh, just, sorry. Now you went for it that time. I was going to go for a smaller local establishment we used to frequent, but nobody would know what the heck I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So, Tacos Express. Haven't been in a you. while. It's great. So, yeah, you guys go in on it together. Better chances of winning, you all can enjoy lunch together. But you're not entitled to it. You can certainly do whatever the heck you want. It's your gift card at the end of the day. So get in on the giveaway. We'll have another reminder next week before the big reveal here in a couple weeks. But thank you guys for listening to the Lunch Hour Sports Show. We appreciate your continued support and listening and following on the podcast. Um, and if you're so inclined to share it with friends and enter in the giveaway, it would be a great help and a great um, gesture for you to do that, and we would appreciate it very much. So until next time, I'm your host, Jake, joined as always by my co-host, Dan. And until then, go Niners. <laughs>